Uh, see? See? We'll Maybe. just jump right in. <laughs> I forgot the introduction. But uh, we have actually a full house. Yeah, full. It's very full house. Uh, John, right? I always forget your first name. John. John Peters, Faro Jr. Faro Jr. And uh, Trevor Lachlan. Trevor Lachlan. And Mikey's in again yeah. today. And the regular crew. So the first topic will be kind of a men's encounter. Well yeah, that's one we can all kind of agree on. We've all been there. Everybody yeah. has been in an encounter. We all survived yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, more or less. <laughs> more yeah. or less, yeah. 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 We all came out different. We can say oh, yeah. 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 Different uh, in a good left way or a bad there. way? Good way. That's a left a lot story. there. Yeah. No, I did. That ain't no joke. Which, on that, we have another one. If anybody still wants to sign up, we have another one coming up this weekend. You got tomorrow, Friday afternoon, or twi- Friday evening is going to start in Princeton, Texas. And we're still taking sign ups. But, uh,. Where we start with? I think kind of what is encounter. We, is we've talked about it a little bit before, but like what what is it? Because isn't that the biggest hindrance where most people don't want to go? They're scared of what it is. Yeah, uh, they don't, they don't know. understand it, right? Yeah. Or so they've heard stories. Yeah. yeah. Rumors. Yeah. Oh, the rumors. Yeah. There is rumors <laughs> for days. <laughs> See, I never heard anything. I didn't until after. Yeah, me same. Yeah, I got, I got crazy rumors. When I went, Lisa went first. And then she asked me if I would do it. And I was kind of thinking, well, she went, she wanted me to go, why not, right? And, and the thing is, it, it did wonders for her. So there was that example. So I went, not really knowing what it was, and came back, and it made drastic impact. Like, my life was completely changed. And then the first time I served was the first time I ever heard any of the rumors. Really? And they were drastic. I mean, we're talking about nude baptisms and things that I didn't <laughs> even know exist. I was thinking... The encounter I remember <laughs> was wonderful, but I don't remember being that exciting. Somebody needs to read a book or something. Had stuff. I seen some of that, I was like, "What the <laughs> heck is going on?" But it wasn't like that, but it was awesome. But it, it's so blown out of proportion. We 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 take away from a lot from it because because of that, we let people's opinions that don't even know what it is, yeah, you know, interfere with what, what we actually do. Well, I think some of that is is the uh, nature of the testimonies that come out. We don't want people to go tell them testimonies of other people, which are usually very personal in nature. Yeah. So then there's this idea of secrecy, which yep. is not really secret. It's just, I don't want to tell your story or your story. That's well, that's right. just respect. It yeah. is. But I think, that's, that, I think that's where it comes from. I think part of human nature is kind of that. If there's a secret, you want to know the secret, right. even if you don't think you do. But, but the thing, like, yeah. you see, because I, I did this when I came out. Like, I was so, I was so wanted to tell people what's going on. But I didn't know how, like how, wh- what do I tell them? What, like, what do <laughs> I, what do I, why is this so good? Wh- what do I tell them? And I, I didn't know. Now I've gone enough where it's not that big a deal. Like we do, we do testimonies, very personal testimonies and some teachings after that. Yeah, some worship. Yeah, worship. a lot, a lot of worship. That's <laughs> always fun. Worship. The worship it's is fun. awesome. Yeah. Get to know some people, yeah. meet some new friends. Yeah. I didn't know Mikey liked to golf until that encounter when he <laughs> went, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now I know that about him. Yeah. Yeah. So he was kind of a special guest, huh? He was. Yeah, he was He was up there. Yeah, he was. And we did that. We, You remember when we planned, we were doing the, the registration, trying to figure out where, where we put who? We had a bunch of guys we knew didn't speak English. Oh, yes. Mikey and we were like, perfect. what servers speak Spanish? Martin. Okay, Martin's good at this situation. It's like, who else do you put in there? Didn't we have two list. different? Do we have two, two different rooms with Spanish yeah. speaking guys? Yep. Yeah, we couldn't chill. put all of them in one room. Yeah, so we're sitting there thinking, who do we know that just does really good interacts with you know the Hispanic culture? 
Mikey. Mikey. <laughs> and, and the thing is, Mikey, uh, grew, even though we grew up in the same church, he has his, I don't know if you know Blumenfloor, but his mom owns it. And so he grew up in, in a different Christian environment than I did. And like when he went, it wasn't as big of a change for him as it was for me. So he was perfect because the, the attendee we had in there, or the server we had in there really didn't speak much Spanish. Okay. So Mikey covered. And Mikey covered up, huh? Yeah. Good job. Yeah, he built a relationship. You probably do. Um, is that one going to work, or do you just want to put this one in the middle? I don't care. Okay. Well, yeah, we made some great friends at the encounter, though, especially with the Hispanic. You got to connect there and probably friends for, for life, like that you sh hear testimonies where you don't hear anywhere else. It's just really amazing. The encounter really brings people together is what I would say. Oh, yeah. Well, except for you and him. And Eric, well, everybody, I knew him a little bit, but most of the, most of the guys I've known, most of the relationship have come from the encounter. Yeah. Nolan, Isaac, even Trevor, well, him I knew growing up. He was just like you, um, I still have a grudge with you. When I was a little bitty fart, you chased me with a little gas remote car. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the car. It comes out. the street from your dad's mechanic Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, your, your grandparents lived there. Yeah. 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 When, when that car came about, we wanted to chase it, and all of a sudden it started chasing us. And, oh, my goodness. <laughs> that might have been my brother doing it. It could have been. I don't know if it yeah, was you, yeah. but... Cause, but yeah, uh, good, def good deflection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Deflection. Excuses, excuses. Blame it on the brother. You got to try, right? Yeah, one of these days, we'll go something. Uh, so <laughs> <gonna have> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Nah, you know, the encounter is just a great tool to it is. bring men together, right? As men, we're, uh, we're designed to be a lone wolf, keep it all in, just fight, and don't show no emotion, just just go, you know. Uh, yep. Don't be weak, and I think, you know, we weren't set up that way. It's no. Some of that stuff has got to come out and, and get dealt with, not just put away, you know. And when and you it, get together with, place for it. with people that have the it same is. problems as you, all of a sudden you start finding some answers, and you're like, hey... Now we're getting some progress here. Yep. And it feels good to unload all of that pain and hurt, you know. Get rid of that. Move on with a new outlook in life. It's oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. The encounter will, will really, anybody who's willing to go, just give it a shot one weekend. I mean, you're not going to lose nothing. What's one weekend? Sit yeah, around doing nothing. You, you got half a day Friday yeah. and, and, and Saturday. And, and what you're going to come back with is, is worth every bit of it. Yep. Well, I mean, and it's, the story's going to be different for everyone. I went very broken. I was... I came out of, <laughs> I have, I guess in a way I've, I've lost respect for the church in, in general. Listen, I'm not blaming all the other ones, but the one I grew up in. And, but I could re, like from, from that brokenness, uh, which I, I also feel like I could never have gotten what I have now if it were not broken the way I did. Mm. It, it, it was really hard, but the, the, the men's encounter was just, you find a bunch of men, and the thing is, like I said, the the, the, the testimonies. Johnny Burke, which he's passed now. Johnny Burke gave a, a purity testimony about pornography, and I'm like, shit. I thought I was the only one. Yeah. I really, I, like, I know I had some friends that were open about it, but they, like, even my closest friends did not know. I was very secretive. And yeah, well. Yeah, all of a sudden you realize that. You're not the only one with all these problems, yeah. right? When you look around, yeah. everybody's dealing with the same thing. Which yeah. that was that <laughs> like, was outside crap. of uh, you know just just broke. I was literally broken, and 
The thing is, when the guys that show up, what do you what do you get? That's what you get. You get usually one of two: broken or angry. Yeah, that's or a mixture of the true. two. That, yeah, we've seen some angry. Yeah, yeah. And, and but that's man, wait, that's that was me. I was angry. I don't think I felt that broken. Oh, it's I was got to be a big burden to carry. You know, all that anger. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. It it weighs on you, and it is like you know. There's people deal with depression, anxiety. Anger is just another one of those. Anger weighs on you. You carry that against the entire world, and you start carrying the weight of. Every person you meet, you take a little hint off of that, whether you want to call it like a soul tie or anything like that, but it's like it, it links you to that because you're mad at them. You don't even know why. And then every time you see them, it builds up a little bit. You just hate them a little more. You have no reason to. That's nonsense, right? It really is, but, uh, and, but you, you cling that to that. Yeah. And you got to find a way to release that, and that's exactly that. You know, Freedom comes through Jesus Christ and that alone, but the encounter is a good step to get there. The encounter is not the answer. But it's a good first step. Points you in the right direction. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's another thing. I think um, since I was so hungry, I, for me it wasn't a big deal. But there, we have seen some of that where there's um, the, not everybody leaves and starts a whole new life. So then there's the guys yeah. that are like, well, that didn't do anything. Yeah. But we, which I think is the wrong way to look at it because at the end of the day, who are we supposed to build on? Not on the guys that go to an encounter. Yeah, they definitely don't build on people. Yeah, because we see that. That's um, what it points to. We've had customers that came through here that there for a while. It seemed like that was a big talk. Even even in the shop, it was uh, when Abe was still here. Me and Abe would constantly be running into customers, and they'd be like, "Hey, I, I saw you at Encounter." You know, we talk about it, and we had one particular one. I won't say his name, but really good guy. Um, we ended up working on his pickup two, three days, and he was kind of in a rush, so he'd kind of come hang out with us while we were working on it. And I asked him once, so are you going to go on the next encounter? Oh, no, no. He liked it when he went, but he wouldn't go again. And I was kind of, you know, why? Well, he had gone, and then he had gone to some store somewhere right next to a bar or something, and he had pulled up and hadn't noticed a pickup, but he had seen a couple of guys come out of there, stumbled out of there drunk or something. I don't remember exactly the whole story, and I don't want to screw it all up, but he had seen guys that had been servers when he was there, and he said it bothered him so much because these had been the guys that had told him about the issues he'd been, he, that he had kind of confided in. And he had seen these guys come out of a bar drunk, and it hurt him so much. And that's exactly the issue is, um, I know it's said at every encounter, we're all guys. Everybody has our problems, whether servers or attendees. But if you build towards the server being something that they're not, you take that out on the encounter, and the encounter doesn't deserve that kind of negativity because no. it's not the encounter's fault. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, at you the know, end of the day, we're all human. And if you build on people, people will all let you down yeah, at some 100%. point eventually. Yeah. You know, everybody will let you down yeah. well, at also, some yeah. point. There's also the, the, the Bible talks about Jesus looks at the heart. And like my issues, you couldn't see them. I was, I was very calm, very collected. I didn't get angry. But I had lots of problems nobody else could see. And that's actually Ben. Ben. Ben, when we started, I since I seen it was it, it, the crowd was different than I expected, and I shut down. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight this through. It was, it was. Uh, now we have more English speaking people, but when I went, it was mostly <laughs> just German. I'm like, this is. I came from a German church. I am not doing this. So I, I said I was gonna be there, and I sat in the back, and I was gonna bury my. My head and my my, my hands and and uh, just suffer through it. And then Ben is like, like most the the camp we're at in in um, Canyon. Cedar Canyon. Yeah, wouldn't let us, wouldn't let wouldn't let anybody smoke because it's a it's a youth camp. We said to make an exception for the men's encounter, 
and it was through those clear clear doors. And he said, "You might see." And that what the announcement he made was very, was very good because he said, "You you might see servers there because there's a lot of the, the, this expectation. Mm-hmm. The servers now don't have any more problems because yeah, they've they're been here. Perfect, once. right? Yeah, and that's what he says. You might see servers there, and you might see attendees there. And he said, a lot of us have problems. Some you see and some you don't. That one hit me because I had lots of problems. Nobody's seen them. I would never yeah. let anybody know. Yeah. Fighting well, it on your own. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. time. So a good example of that that uh, you soothe a lot. I, I, I know a guy. I'm still pretty close to him at the, his point. But um, nah, has ev- everybody heard of uh, Rehavi Zacharias? Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. So he's a good dude. Yeah, Smart. and he, he he would go. Oh, he didn't end well, and that huge scandal that br- 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 broke out. Yeah. And he, my my friend was going off on him, and I looked at him in the eyes and said, "Why?" And I'm like, "You're every bit bit as." Guilty as he is. He's like, no, not. I'm like, do you watch porn? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm so, so, so sorry about you, man, but you've committed that sin in your heart. Yeah, Bible's pretty clear. And God does not go, oh, that sin means more than that sin. Yep. 10 points, yeah. 20 points. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But growing up, is that not the biggest thing? Aren't we taught that? Yeah, like there's a point system or there's Basically, a value, right? It's just a sin, it's two points. Exactly. It's, it's never okay. talked about, though. That's how I was where yeah. I grew up. It was never talked about, but you know. You know. I, think I, so. I remember growing up, uh, so for a little while, my parents were like, old, old school. And they're like, there's the big thing is I'm a doit. I'm sure everybody here has heard that. Uh, second baptism, yeah. how bad that is. And growing up, that's what we were taught. And we were pushed so hard, like, you cannot do that. That, you will go to hell. And I've had people, I've, I've asked a question. I remember in youth once when uh, I, I was, man, I don't think I was even a teenager. I'd be maybe 9, 10, somewhere in that area. I, I don't remember exactly when my parents switched to the Zomerfeld church. So we went to youth, and Frank Redekop was my youth leader for a while. I but could I had, see that being a good idea, like for real. What's that, Frank being youth Frank. leader? Frank. Oh, he's awesome. I'll bet he is. Oh, yeah. We went to a youth retreat once with his brother. I don't know if he would like this or not. I won't say which brother because he might get mad at me. <laughs> but the whole way up there, so he had, we had this small group of guys that were like, we were regular attendees at youth. So we got to ride in the pickup. We didn't ride with the bus. We were special. So we were like the whole way up there jamming out to like Slipknot and stuff. That was our youth <laughs> retreat. <laughs> That's why I won't say names. He might not be here happy, <laughs> but it, it was fun. Like he, he connected with the with the youth in, in a way that a lot of other youth leaders wouldn't. But wouldn't have made that connection. Right? It, exactly. But it was so much fun, and so I, I learned a lot from those guys. But I had asked. I, I think it was a. I won't even say now which preacher. One of the preachers came down. They had a lot that came from Canada at that time, so they would sit in uh, with a lot of the the youth sessions on Friday night. So I had asked somebody that, and they're like, oh, yeah, the Bible is very clear on that. And I'm like, well, where? Like, what does it say? And they, they throw the verses at you about John's baptism, but they never give you anything. It's, it says something about everyone's supposed to be baptized, and I think it's kind of taken out of context in the German Bible. It says something about, um, something about 
all that sounds like or something like that. But, like you're all supposed to be baptized once. So John John told his disciple that they needed to get a second baptism from Jesus. Did he? Yes. See, that, that changes the, that, that already. In the Bible. But the, the, the thing that always got me on that was we were taught that that right there is enough that you're condemned to hell, but the Bible only talks about one sin that's unforgivable. Only one. It yeah. doesn't say there's a second one. That's blasphemy. Yeah. Because Jesus talks about, or it was John that talks about that. He says that his baptism was for repentance. Mm-hmm. Jesus' baptism was for the renewed life. Yeah. But that could be argued that to say that was a baptism of fire, not baptism of water, the one we get when we're baptized. Like uh, the the one for water is your is symbolic that this see, is the day John you have accepted Christ and you've given your life right that's what we we call that, um, but John says there will be one who will come to baptize you with fire and the Holy Spirit. Right, but John was baptized before Jesus came, so who baptized John? I don't know, but he was there was John, that's why they call him John the Baptist. Well, yeah, I thought they called him that because he was going around baptizing. He was. Okay. He was, but was he even baptized then? I don't know if he was baptized, oh, okay. but he was baptizing people. But yeah. he told them, he said, because he, he had his own, he had his own uh, disciples. No, yeah, no. And he told them that they needed a, a baptism from Jesus, and that would have been a second. Just, my daughter's had two baptisms already. Uh, she was well, a third one. No, but exactly like that's that's why I think uh, I, I think we've taken something that it's it's a very important symbolic like it, it's a very important symbol in our life. Yeah, I shouldn't demean it, but either, it's or exactly it. It, it. We need to hold it with really high regard, yes. but we don't need to make it such a big thing that, like, when somebody does get a second, like, get baptized a second time because they feel they need to, we shouldn't condemn them for it. Right. And, and growing up, that's what I was taught. Like, they, they've been baptized twice. We don't associate with that. That's another th- See, that's another thing I don't get. I actually, when I went to the men's encounter, there was a guy there. He was, he was the leader of the Mexican mafia for Texas. This guy, I mean, you, 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 10 miles away, you can see he was, he was gangster. Yeah. One of those you didn't want to run into in an alley. No, he was he was older now and a little bit chunky, but uh, he told me some stories after he found out I spoke Spanish. He told me stories, and he was a preacher's kid. Right. And he said we couldn't do nothing right. And he said another thing is he said that the Christians in the church will eat their own. Mm-hmm. He said we murder, rape, do whatever the worst kind of atrocities. But he said we are a family. You can look I at it however that. you that's what he said. You can look at it however you want to. And I said, I'm not saying we're not we do all kinds of evil, but we don't eat we do not eat our own. No. And that that's the biggest thing, like what you just said. Like if somebody gets baptized for a second time, that's that's one of the biggest and, and gossip, which mm-hmm. goes right back to gossip. It's it's one of the biggest problems yeah. we have as, as Christians in general. To make myself feel better, I'll tell you I'll tell him about how you're screwing up somewhere I've seen. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. And, and we need to get past that. And exactly. And I think it's a big one there, like going to exactly that. How many times isn't that we, we let it happen to where one denomination does that on another? And because we, we've, we've ruined relationships from church to church because we don't necessarily agree, but now all of a sudden we've kind of, well, they don't do it the way you're supposed to. We're supposed to do it this way. And it's, it's run so rampant and common in this area amongst the, like, like the, the German communities, and not even just the German. I mean, this is a worldwide, like nationwide across America. We see so much hatred because of things like that. We have a comment. We have a comment? A good one? Oh, even if it's not a good one. I can't read it from here. <laughs> I can read it. You can't read it? Bro. I just took my cap off because it was blinding me. My eyes still haven't fully adjusted. Uh, I had a close friend who struggled with porn, and, he, and you could always tell when he fell into temptation. He became mad, and this bat. He became mad and had this bad attitude. After overcoming that temptation and accepting Jesus, he said to me that he felt that the Lord was chastening him and allowed the devil to attack him, to open his eye, to change and have the Lord help him overcome this temptation. 
<laughs> I don't disagree. I, I even after the encounter, I thought it was finally over, and it wasn't. I finally found some peace supernaturally. I didn't have the strength. I didn't have the self-control to quit. And it just one day was just gone. So I don't like I said I don't know his friend's story, but I I I, I have no, I, I think I know where he's coming from. I, I don't know like to say that Jesus did that or let it happen because it, well but there's okay so let's go to that the Lord's prayer says do let us not lead us lead not us not to temptation. temptation so what's the opposite he could lead us into temptation well I think as the Bible says he never tempts then why is it in there do not lead us in temptation bad translation I mean, I'm just like, I this know. is one of those like, why is it in there this goes to the story of Job so the the story well, yeah. of Job there you go. Um, the the devil came to God, and he, he said, "I bet you I can get this man to turn against you." And God said, "No." And God let the devil go down and tempt him. Right to the point where he almost killed him. Yeah. So. What's in you are tempted is not that God is tempting you. Right. It's that you are being te- tested. Yeah, I, I, and I wouldn't disagree with that, but it, it, could we say that it has changed from, from the Old Testament to the new one? Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't see how. The Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So then he can lead us into temptation. Well, he can let us be led into temptation. The thing is, he can let us. Yeah, he can take up his protection, but the thing is, I don't, I don't know he does, because that would be as simple as say when he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I don't think he leaves us, because he, he didn't leave Job. Yeah. He just, he just let the devil kind of have his way with him. Well, James 1.13, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. Well, see, and, uh, which is not really what we're talking about. Kind of. No. Does he tempt you? No. No, he doesn't. So tempt can you. can he let you be tempted? Yes, you be tempted? but I'm not really 100 percent sure that we're not. Well, and the thing is, I don't know because I've never studied this. I can't say one way or the other. I don't see I'm it. I'm not saying it either. I'm but, just wondering. Yeah. I don't know if uh, porn is technically, to me personally, a temptation. It's more of a desire of the flesh, right? The flesh desires certain things, and Your if nature, you start feeding nature. that, um, that it, you it's know, stronger. that it gets stronger, right? Absolutely. So you feed it and feed it and feed that. it. Um, at that point, I don't think it's temptation. It's your body desiring that <laughs> dopamine hit you're going to get from. Yeah. You know, um, you've now created an addiction to that, and you got to break that. I feel like that's uh, one where chemical. The devil might have initiated it. Maybe when you're young, kind of opened that door to tempt you that first time. Listen. After that, you pretty much do it yourself. I didn't have one until I got married. Really? Yeah. Long while after marriage, I've ne- I don't remember having any issues with it before. Or did you just not count them as issues? Well, I don't. Like, really I, I remember seeing the the yeah some of the naked magazines, things like that. But never really had no way on you, not no lust for it, nothing. Well, I can say, back in the day with my mom, when we had trouble like that, it was more of a coping mechanism at that point, and that's how I kind of got addicted to it for the long run. I think. I mean. It's, I mean, it was just plain misery and still didn't even know Christ at that point either, so that was the only thing I could really go towards to you know, one thing you had control feel over. any better. Makes sense. I could be wrong, but I feel like this is one of those kind of would change person to person, but 
if if you've kind of washed yourself like your brain washed into this and and it's one thing you you do to get like you said that dopamine high out of it um sometimes it's 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 a lack of discipline you walk into it until you're really ready to let it go even though you've got Christ you you have all the tools to get out of it and it might like i said it's person to person i'm not saying it's going to be everybody the same way but i think a lot of times it's as simple as you kind of cling to it, and you're not ready to let it go. Once you freely will let it go, I think not, most of the time it will work. And like I, I said, not every time. I know. Disagree. Well, you might, but I think, think you're right. Like, then I can look at myself. Different person to a, person. Yeah, because because my that's your experience. Like yeah. Because I I've been I was to the point when I checked myself into some kind of sex rehab. So tired I was of it, and I realized there's also drunks that never had to take a drink either. Yeah. And I wasn't going to be that. Yeah. So, but there, there, which I think another thing we're missing a lot of times is the person to person is so different. If we look at, we're, we're made in the image of God. And of all the people that have ever lived and all the people will ever live, plus the ones that are alive now, there's no two alike, ever. So if God has that, that many different personalities. And Does that we, mean solutions? Yeah, probably. But I'm just saying like that, that what works for me doesn't work for you or you or... Or, or any but how many times have we does. not applied this to other things? I, I, we, we've lipped. So if, if we apply that to sin, how many times have we said, how come when you pray for somebody, you don't see a result? And then we say, well, we've listened to this pastor. He does it like this. Let's try that. Yeah. We've done this. Let's try that. Doesn't it didn't work. work. Doesn't work. Is that then also the same way? The Spirit I, come, flows from somebody in a different way from person to person. I believe that. We don't, we're not going to ignite the same way. Yeah, not, not just that. I, I think... Uh, we are made different, but it says uh, when when we accept Christ, He makes us a new creation. So there was a pastor recently that I listened to, and he kind of expand on that. We just talked about this, and and he's like, it it doesn't say that he's gonna make a copy of somebody. He makes a new creation. That means he transforms you again. It's not just he made you unique, but no, he is transforming you into a new creation and there's no not two two that are the same right mm-hmm. and that that just the, the way he explained it i was like wow i i never thought about it you know that makes sense i heard somebody say the the the, the original word that it talks about the new creation it it actually tra- translates better into something that has never existed before exactly some, that, some something unique. It's it's not a copy of anything. Yeah. Or, or it yeah. is it is something brand new. Yeah. Never yeah. existed. And that, I I think that uh, goes with with prayer. You know, because what is it? A couple of months ago, we I, I wasn't here. I was listening to you guys, and you talked about that some have the gift of uh, preaching, some are uh, apostles, some are uh, spiritual gifts. Yeah, spiritual gifts. And I was like, some people, they probably don't even know that the gift, that their gift is not praying for people for healing. Right. You know, and if you step into that and that is not your gift, that I, I, I think that's where a lot of people experience that, you know, that try this, that try that, you know, this, this preacher does it this way. We'll see yeah. if that works. If it's your gift, it, it, it will just flow. You know, you don't have to do anything special. You don't have to copy anybody or, or, or anything like that. That's, that's the way I see it. Well, I talk a lot. 
when I'm not, all know. When I'm not nervous. <laughs> That's a gift. I, I actually, oh, yeah. So I remember when I did my first, and I, I was chomping at the bet when we did server server training, and they were giving out testimonies. And like, I want I want the purity one. I wanted it because it, it made such a difference in my life. And I walked up there with the mic. like I was I. so <laughs> nervous. And once I heard... I heard my voice over the speakers. You couldn't pry that thing off my dead body. I loved it. I loved it. I still. Uh, before we start, though, I mean, it's it's the same thing. I'm nervous. You hear? No. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. Even still, even if it's not no, even if it's just me and you and him, and I still get nervous when we when we first start. That here, I'm comfortable. You put oh, me in front of actual not, people. I seize. I I'm can't not. do it. I can't do it in front of 20 people. But then we have Bible study. Like, when we just have our normal group here, I get loud. <laughs> no, really? He's <laughs> <laughs> just trying to make though. up stories again. Make up stories. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good if it wasn't true sometimes. <laughs> so, John, uh, have you ever thought about Man's Encounter? It, it is a really great tool. Have, yes, you ever, have you ever thought about expanding, you know, Finding different programs uh, because I, Man's Encounter was great for me, and it's still I, I love going to Man's Encounter. Right, I'm pretty dedicated to it. But are we going to do something else yet? Well, what do you think we need to do? What do you? Uh, what do you got in mind? Something that's better than Man's Encounter yet. Okay, well, hey, <laughs> Man's Encounter graduates kind of thing. So he doesn't even let us know. You We're sitting there. What are we going to talk about? Here's Isaac. I'm going to sneak this steps. in there. Yeah. Towards the middle or end of this on the podcast. Yeah. What do you? What do you Go get, ahead. Man? Sorry. Now we're all yeah. curious. Yeah. No, no. I, it's well, just a question. Walk to Emmaus or something. Well, his walk to Emmaus is kind of the same concept. I think some of the people I know that have I been. I think it's go. very. I, w- I would go. like to get to just to experience it, but I, I think it's very similar. Because I I believe that a lot of people, you know, their their freedom starts at Men's Encounter. Mm-hmm. That's when we realize what, what freedom what, could be, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What What is after that? You know. Because oh, because uh, there's people that don't really know what to do after that. I was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I had to find my hey, way. Well, <clears throat> one thing that became very clear to me, and I shared that with uh, one a local pastor today at lunch, um, Men's Encounter is definitely not meant to be a church, right? No, it's, it's really not, not meant not. to replace your church. Um, so we want to be a little careful that we don't, uh, you know, just build on that because there's so much more to a true church than what the men's encounter can offer just in one weekend, you know. And I think that's a point that we want to be pretty cautious of uh, to keep. But I see what Isaac's saying, you know. Let's say there's... What's step two? The the next step further would probably be maybe even attending a Bible school or, you know, some type of conference that gets much more spiritual. And, you know, men's encounter... um, we're dealing with core issues, right? Mm-hmm. Core issues that people don't know that they have. You know, pride and ego and, you know, all this buried sin. You know, as a man, you got all this buried sin in you sometimes, or people in general, and you don't know how to deal with it. You know, so the men's encounter is a tool, and through Christ, you know, there's a way to get free from that sin. Obviously, Christ paid for that sin, but the tool there is is that you see that, wait a minute, there's... 50 other men dealing with porn here. There's 25 other men that are dealing with adultery. There's 25 other men that are dealing with anger issues or, 
suicide or whatever it may be, you know. I think the powerful tool is that you see you're not the only one dealing with an issue, you know. So so I agree. I think Men's Encounter is a tool where you deal with core issues. It's kind of like the ER, right? You go to the yeah. ER, they're yeah, gonna they're gonna figure out where you're bleeding, where you're where you're gushing blood, where your bones are broken, and you're gonna take care of a, a lot of that. But you probably still come out of the ER, and and you still got some things to work on. You know, you need probably still need to yeah. do some uh, some rehab, some physical therapy, and keep going. You know, you don't stop there. So, I agree with that. Um, I think we need a local program around uh, West Texas here that takes it to a whole nother level, you know. Yeah. Um, um, takes to the next step, you know. Um, almost like a discipleship to take men from being inactive in a church, from just being listeners, to almost train men to be stand up and be leaders in a church, you know, teach Sunday school, teach, uh, you know, be active in Bible study, you know, teach uh, an adult Bible, do a, a lesson for adult. Um Sunday school, you know, kind of take it to the next level, not just be passive in church and just sit back and, and let it happen, you know. And we see that quite a bit in our community where there are so many men that just just kind of coast along in church, right? They go, but they don't want to <laughs> get active. They don't want to be too big of a part of it. The so issue I think, uh, is, is I don't think that's only in the, this co- community. Men have taken a huge step back in our cu- cu- cultural as a whole. It's been bad. Yeah, you're right about that. Men have just kind of stepped back and just... But I think the best thing we can do is, like you said, our community. We reach who we can. Yeah. And, and so for us all, since everybody here kind of... start a community. Exactly, start at home. So many people are quick to jump, like, in the mission field and go out in the country, other countries. Right. And they want to start there, like, hit Mexico, hit Africa, hit, you know, whatever countries around the world. But we don't take the time to look in our own backyard at the people that we need. We, we should start here before we work ourselves everywhere else. Yeah. So there's a lot of passivity. I, yeah. I think for me, I thought a lot about what you just said, like, sitting back and not being passive in church. I didn't know what to do. I was not armed. And I think this is what Isaac makes a very good point. If Even when I came back from the men's encounter, what I have found in was, well, not to brag, but I found Isaac. He was a spiritual mentor. Before that, it was Billy Pana. And, but I, what I learned, I did not find in a church. I did not. I, some of it's from learning uh, some of the you know, people you can listen to online. Any, anybody can find them. Mm-hmm. And some will mention... Some you'll learn better from than others. Just kind of figure out which one it is. But <clears throat> there's not like I I came out with a hunger. I wanted more, and I would not give up. For the people that just kind of come out and they they don't. I don't think if they don't look for it, it is very easy to get back into your old ways. Right. So there's no direct replacement for just being in the Word and reading the Bible. You right. know, there's no amount of sermons that you'll see on the internet. There's no amount of lessons that you'll take you know i think for me personally there's never a time where i get more out of it than it's just me reading the bible i might be reading something i might i might not even have a goal when i'll open up my bible and say god what do you have for me today and i'll read something there and i'm like wow you know like just that relationship with god speaking to you like that that's amazing um there's no replacement for that you know and 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 too many christians get into this uh, rhythm um, where they'll just listen to 
other pastors, they'll listen to sermons on, online. And even, you know, there, at this day and age, there's a lot of people that won't, eat, won't go to church, but they will do the live stream at home. And that's good, too. Um, it's, not a, it's definitely not a bad thing. But there's no direct replacement for the, the fellowship that you have when you're in a group, when you're actually there. Yep. And then there's also no direct, there's no replacement for being in the Word personally, you know, taking your own time, spending time in the Bible. Because um, now there's no filter in between, right? Yep. If I'm bringing a, you know, a message across of some sort, um, talking to a group or anybody for that matter, you know, there's a little bit of, per- there's, there's some of my personality in there, right? Um, how about taking that personality out and just go straight to the source, you know? Yeah. And, and it's hard. It, it takes a lot of discipline um, mm-hmm. to be in the Bible um, a lot. Some people are better at it than others, but for me, it takes discipline. It's much easier for me to sit down and watch a movie for two hours oh, yeah. I can than see that. To, uh, to read my Bible for 15 minutes. Why is that? I don't, I don't understand it. I think that's the flesh again. But... The value that I can get from being in the Bible is just strong, and I think uh, there needs to be uh, a good program just to focus on that. Just stay at the core, right? Like, yeah. hey, this is the Bible. This is how we study the Bible. Um, just give people that hunger that Herman's talking about. You know, that's. Well, yeah. I think small groups would be really good for that. But the thing is, if the churches I've been to, well, even that, who's going to lead the small that's groups? The thing. Small groups. Yeah, we need leaders, right? Exactly. We, we, need, we need, need a lot leaders. of men to step up and be one. leaders. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of it, even with what you're saying, you know, about the church, <clears throat> it's all good. And, and, and a lot of times, the thing is, it sounds better than it actually is because so many people they go to the church and what do they automatically make it? The church is kind of the God. It's not. It's, it's his, a replacement for the relationship. Exactly, and it, so. I'm not going to say any specific church, but like everywhere you go, you see people, our church is the church you want to go to. You should come to our church. You should check out our church. And it's always, they've kind of put their pastor on a pedestal because he's a better preacher than the next guy. And and it it happens everywhere. But even, so even the church can become a dangerous thing when it's not interpreted correctly. So there's no replacement to, like you said, relationship. And the thing is, I'm not going to put that that a church is bad because a church is good. And the intentions of the church are good. And the pastor's intentions are good. But we're so quick to idolize things. And I think it's human nature to do so. Um, I said it on our last one. Like I said, I, people probably even get mad at me for saying it. Some people have taken the Bible and made it something bad, made it something it's not. Because they've idolized the Word of God. or To the point where you can't listen. The, to the point that they don't even know who God is. All they know is what the Bible says, and they've made the Bible their God. And they'll quote you verse for verse, but never really give you anything. Well, how did the Pharisees act in the that, that's exactly Jesus' yeah. that, time, right? They knew the, the Bible in and out. Better than most of the other people. But well, don't we, when Christ was right in front of them, they didn't yep. want to accept it. So don't, don't we see that a lot of times? Like in today, I, I think we see an awakening now. Like if you pay attention um, to the generation right before us, like look at all of our parents, more religion and more tradition. This next generation, we're coming kind of out of that, and we're seeing that it's not the building the church that's what's important, it's what's inside of it. But before that, it was the church, like Zendok Smarsh, the Kyokfort. Sunday yeah. morning, we go to church. This is what we do. Whether you were, you were there mentally or not, you were there physically, well, and that counted for something, and it doesn't really. Being Sitting in the church doesn't mean anything. No. If you're not there actually to be there, we're, we're not accomplishing nothing. And that was my entire youth was spent that way. I was there physically. I was never there mentally. I've slept on the back, uh, in, in, in the back of the church. I've done a lot, you know, and, and it was not good. It was terrible. I know it was. But 
now we're finally seeing an opening where the younger generation isn't as focused on the place, but it, it is small groups. Like, like the younger kids are getting together and, and, and reading for themselves and learning for themselves things that we never saw. Well, I think in small groups, you can have discussions like this. Like the pastor brings a message. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah. But it's the, it won't have the detail and he can't answer your questions because he can't sit there and answer questions all day. You'll yeah, because be, it you, might not look good if you stood up and hours. said, hey, what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> might be a problem. Even if, right. even, if, even if you want explanation <laughs> on yeah. it. Or, or so... But that kind of goes to read for yourself. And, yeah. and, and, and that's, that's true. That's, that's why I say it's, it's not a bad thing, but we, we need a way to bring that out as well to, for the people to realize we oftentimes don't explain. And I think that's kind of why so many times you have to say encounter is not a church because right. somebody takes mm-hmm. it something and makes it it's not. So, yeah. Somebody takes it and makes it something it's not. They're like, and, hey, if encounter isn't around tomorrow, then they've lost their identity. Exactly. Christ, right? and, and I feel like that when, when, you, when you see a German church split, because we see that not as much now, but like growing up, how many, how many churches do we have now that we didn't have, you know, say 10 years ago? And they all came oh. from some split. And they all came from splits, from, from somebody got mad and split up. And, and I think, like, like I said, I said German, and I don't mean it that, that we're the only ones. It's just that that's the culture we're in. Yeah. But... It, you you see that so many times like even um, was it the Methodists just had that huge split? They just denounced from meth- meth- being it, a Methodist. Exactly. So there's this is going on all over the world, but somebody gets mad and moves on, and then they split it up. And the thing is, you, well, you stick with that church, and you end up making that church not so much that we are now looking at a house of God that we're looking at a church, but now we've made that church what the Bible speaks about when He talks about the synagogues. Yeah. You know, to me, the splits. Some people take it very drastically. Yeah. To me. It's a cultural thing. Yeah. Culture is shifting, you know, from our, even from our parents to us and then even to our kids. There, there's a little different culture there, right? Because, uh, you know, some of us speak multiple language, yep. languages. My We've kids also been don't. urbanized into this environment. Um, yeah, yep. and our parents were different, so I can, I can see where the need is to have different boundaries. Yeah. But we've got to remember that that's not what makes you a Christian. Um, you know, wearing a certain thing to church doesn't make you a Christian. It's what's in your heart, right? Yeah. That's what makes exactly. that's what Jesus That's yeah. where that's where God is looking, right? He's get he doesn't if we're wearing a t shirt or a fancy suit to yeah. church, you know, and some places that would be a big deal, like if you didn't wear your Sunday best. Um, oh wow, look at him, he's not I mean I, I you definitely want to dress reasonable. Yeah, you, you don't know, wanna yeah, get in there and have some know, respect for exactly. women and children and whatever, but yep. At the same time, wearing a suit or a T-shirt to church, you know, um, God is looking at your heart. And what's really in there, is this guy really here to serve me, or is he just here to make a show in front of yeah. the people there, right? That's exactly yeah, what I'm so aiming for. It's like, that, that's exactly the point. Uh, we need to remember what it is, and we need to not make it what it's not. And it's exactly that. It's, it's come together, worship, and praise God. Don't come together and gossip about the next guy and, and show up because you feel obligated to show up. If, if, if you have a desire to be there with God, then be there. Which then That's the, exactly yeah. the point. Really, the next step from this would be how do we teach something like, like how, uh, how do you spread that word? Yeah, how, how, how do you yeah. get that across to I don't know. people around us? Yeah. Okay. Give them the so mic. So, my. My relationship with God is maybe a little different than anybody. I was kind of the same church, grew up in that. And uh, where I first really, really found God was in a tractor running a baler. The stinking baler did not want to work. Stinking <laughs> nodders back there. Herman knows a little bit. He's punched screens. Uh, I didn't know where to turn. I was done. It was 1 o'clock in the morning. I didn't know what to go. I never done this before. I knelt down beside the baler and I said, God, 
you're real. Let me finish this field, like without even really thinking about it. But I, I put God, I put God in there. Yeah. And would you like the Baylor work for the rest of the, the night? I finished out. But that gave me an aspect of the real relationship with God. Like you don't find like some people find it in churches. Some people find it where, but you can do it wherever you're at. Like nowadays, yeah. mechanicing, you, you run a diagnostics. You cannot find out what is wrong. You just ask God, give him a little bit of time put that relationship you have that relationship he's there not like what you said earlier people will fail us that's the most amazing thing about god god never fails this is true so you connect that there you go god's an awesome mechanic too we've learned that yeah how many times have you randomly sat there and thought i don't know what to do about it all of a sudden it clicks in your head try this you're like that doesn't even make sense (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know we don't see him work anymore so i don't know that there's no proof anymore <laughs> uh, we don't let him come in here and, and brag on it either. That's true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, definitely, you know that relationship right there. Just trusting God. I'll I'll deal with anxiety. You know, like yeah. I'll get tense. Oh, I get all wound up about mm-hmm. whatever, and I'll be yeah. like, man, you know what, God, I, I have no idea how to handle this. Uh, this is out of my element. I don't know how to deal with this. I put it in your hands, and just the relief I'll get a lot of times. Oh man, I just relax after that. You know. Nothing yeah. has changed as far as the situation. But now I just know I've accepted the fact that I can't control it. Yeah. And that it's in, in his hands, you know, help me through this. And so the devil's always trying to load us up with anxiety and just pressure, right? Wherever he can, deception, whatever all his tools are. Yep. So Anything to hinder you. Yeah, anything to mess you up. You know, he'll take anything that God has good, and he'll just take it like a gear, and he'll just move it over one notch. You know, that's all he wants. Yeah. Because he still wants it recognizable as a good thing. Yep. But, you know, he'll put his little spin on it. The thing is, the Bible even clearly says, like, we know he's going to do that. Yeah. But even when he does that to you, the Bible says anything that he has, anything that the devil intended for evil, God can use for good. So we had some of that, even (laughs) a good partner of mine, uh, that building, my new building that I bought. Oh, yeah. We closed it on Friday. Yeah, the accident. Close it on Friday. The, the next, next Friday. Friday. <laughs> Somebody parks your car in there. In the office. Yeah. In the office. I didn't think much of it. And he's like, man, I think we should we should just quit because we, we're going to start a new business in there. And he said, I think we should just quit. Like, or he's kind of like, maybe this is a sign. And I said, Maybe. Should ask them, are you a sailor? They're real big on omens. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just talked about it. Like, maybe it is. And, and then I told him, was it, but like that, the Bible says, what the devil meant for evil, he'll use for good. Mm-hmm. Well, we had it quoted for repair, and the insurance paid it out. Well, we ended up repairing it ourselves. So we had a nice chunk of investment for the, for the company. So it ended up being a good thing. But it was, um, it was one of those. It could have... I didn't think much of it. I mean, it's car slammed into it. We'll get it fixed. Not a big deal, but some people look at it differently. We all have different spirits. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you, you guys asked a cool question. What do we do next? And a thing I do not see a lot is it's like people go to church and it's like, do, do you think about a pastor? Is he can really only really know a few, no, and I've spoken to a lot of pet pet sastles about, about this. He's like, I can really only know about eight, and anything past that, I don't know them as well. 
And so it's like the thing is, is your pastor, he do- doesn't see your whole life. And right. he can't. The thing that got me was having a person that had a really deep relationship with God still beyond anybody that I know to today and being close because she saw the things in my life that were tough and she had the time to spend would sift me to teach me through these things. And I know a thing that broke my, my mind way back when is she asked me, so what do you define sin as? And I'm like, well, murder. And I state all these things. And she goes, no, that's part of sin. Sin is merely choosing to be without God. Yeah, missing the mark. I guess that's, that's the definition of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ma- and missing what he made you for. Yeah. And, then, and so God is always with you, but you can choose to not be with him. Yeah. And I'm like, I never thought about it that way in my life. And... If you you to even read through the Bible and when people do sins, God is not in the minds, and you 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 can clearly see they made a choice to be what's about God in that that time, and God came to Adam and Eve in the beginning. God already knew what they had done. His first question to them was, well, what? Why are you hiding from me? Yeah. Why are you choosing to hide That's where the excuses began, right? Yeah. <laughs> John must have had something to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> we are going jokes. No. I'm, I'm going to ask point. Him. Yeah. <laughs> but, but she taught me the deeper relationship. And it's like pastors will say great things, but they've got those small group that they have a deep relationship with. with yeah, that's true. But, this but they need oh, people in the church to get together and also have deep relationships and not just like, oh, I know, and all that because, no, it's it's like um, I was taking care of a patient, and she's like, I want you. And I'm like, huh? No, things. She's like, I don't want the professional face that you put on i want you yeah no no, no script yeah well so and i i see what you're saying about like let's uh i'm still a part of a church i don't go there much but and, and i can see like grouping together helping your fellow man in church but i to me we have to have a better 
version of connecting with people, what the Bible says, the the the, the sinners, the, the, the people that we don't see on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? I don't know. I think the like the small groups thing, it goes really well, and I think the church is there for a reason. Like Sunday morning, all of that's right. there for a reason. Absolutely. It goes back to, it's been long before we started the podcast. Um, I think it was one of you two mentioned once, um, we should be at the point where even if we hear a crappy sermon, we ought to get something good out of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I think I that's very true, that. but Still. but that doesn't that doesn't even mean the sermon's crappy. Maybe it didn't speak to you. Right. But if, if we're in relationship... You should go with enough hunger. Yeah, if, if you're in relationship with Christ, when you hear that sermon, 90% of it might mean nothing to you, but if you're actually in relationship, something in there is going to be like, hey, I didn't ever see that. Yeah, I can't disagree there. Nah. But like, there's um, Jesus was accused of this, eating of with the sinners oh. and the drunkards. That's why they call him a glutton and a drunkard. Exactly. So I think next time we'll get this well, red we, table out of here. But anyway. we, we should, uh, you know, I, I agree. I like to see what he did there. You know, Peter did that too when Cornelius called him over. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the others were like, hey, wh- why'd you go over there? Well, the Holy the Spirit led me there, right? The... And then it goes into, you know, saying that the gospel is for Jews and Gentiles alike, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So as a, as a, in my situation, you know, a lot of people that I used to run in circles with um, are still trapped in the old lifestyle, right? And they want to be there. That's true. Maybe they don't understand it, but they want to be there. Um, and I got a heart for them. I'd love to see them come out of it, but it's all in due time, you know. Yeah. Sometimes our patience isn't what uh, we don't understand. You know, God has so much more patience um, than we'll ever understand, obviously. And we're like, man, well, you know, somebody needs to go over there and do something. But I think it's all in due time, honestly, in a lot of situations. Because I think a lot of it is God's timing. We, we often want to make it go faster. Right. But he does have a time and place where we will be the... Or maybe not us. Maybe we're not the ones to do that. Right, but but there is a place for everybody. It, but just loving on people. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I, but I, I, I also think sometimes we take that as, as an excuse, right? Yeah, I think because, we do. Because sometimes. there's people, you know, they're, they're hard to reach. You really don't know how to approach this uh, uh, situation, you know. For example, I know a missionary, he talked about they were uh, getting a lot of prostitutes off the street. Well, that how how do you approach that, you know? And oh, and he said look bad he, on you if you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he said he, he he didn't care. They would basically go out where the prostitutes were, and they would ask her how much do you charge per hour, two hour, whatever. They would pay her. Take her to a room. Take her to to their house, you know, and show them what a family is, you know. Show have, them what have, love is. Have right? dinner with them, you know, and yeah. show them. But that's somebody what, who doesn't what care about what their image looks like. Because yeah. that's exactly. so many times... How, should, that, how many should we start for that? Well, yeah, we should. I, I'm not oh, arguing no, I want that. To. I, I'm just saying... But one thing, like, that one doesn't necessarily apply to our area, because you no, don't really see that as much. No, but the thing is, there's plenty of stuff here. Oh, yeah, there is. Drunks, uh, uh, thieves. There's more than enough other stuff here yeah. that does apply, like prostitution maybe don't want for our, our region, but... But the story still applies. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So... I, I think a lot of times it's just showing them there's a different way. Kind of like what them love, Don't Don't... Heidi Baker, she has a whole group. They'll dress up as strippers and get hired on as strippers and strip bars to get uh, sex slaves out. 
that's their that's just a perfect mission. sign that everybody's called to a different ministry. Yeah, there, there's yeah. people but that just, that, but that the, is but where these, their, these their people heart is. that have because uh, the reason why I make a big deal because I'm dealing with it. All right, they do not care what it looks like. Oh, I, I they would not saying. be welcome in most churches. Yeah, I, I know what you mean now. <laughs> this is why we keep them around. Yes, yeah. yes, Mike. So I've been, Lay it on. I've been asked this question a lot. So the life that you used to live before Jesus, was you had that relationship with him, you were passionate about it, right? So my question is, how can you go back to that but with Jesus? That's a very, that is very good. Because you were passionate about it. You want to help. Just like you said, you have friends. You would want to help those people. How can you be strong enough to go back to that with Jesus? Mm. So we got to remember to go in there now and just, be very vocal, be very loud is not going to win them over because yeah. their wall yeah. is going to be up to here. It's easier right? to hurt well, someone because they're, they're, yeah. they're already expecting that, right? Yeah. 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 So the best way is to lead by example, right? Um, well, live is, the freedom. How, how would we then take the verses that Paul says where, where when, he works, when he works with the Gentiles, he says, I become a Gentile? Like I've thought about this before, and mm-hmm. I, I don't. I'm not very We've vocal on it because I, I, it's I one think, of those things where you could really screw it up. Well, but. I think that's a, that's a cultural thing. Like, let's say if we were to go to, uh, we'll we'll use uh, Old Colony for example, or a different church, right? Yeah. Um, I think to me, what I what I get out of that because I, I read up on that the other day. Okay. Like if if he's gonna go and witness there or just be a part of there. You know, he's not going to try to stand out. He'll, okay, this is how we dress here. All right, I'll put on how we dress here, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, That's what I gathered out of that. Like, we've seen so much in the the Bible about how the Pharisees and the, you know, all the, how they they acted and how they thought they were. And I think he kind of got it. He goes, you know, if I'm I'm dealing with fishermen, I'm going to be on a fisherman's level, right? I'm not Mm going to try to act like a... You know, he was an educated man. Paul yeah, was, you was. know, the highest yeah, Roman citizen. Educated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I, Pharisees. Yeah. And and I think when he went tell with fishermen, you know, he was on a fisherman level. He didn't try to say, "Hey, you guys got to be on this level." Yeah. And when he went and dealt with, uh, you know, somebody else, that, that's what I get out of it. You know, and when I see the religious things that we have in our area, where we get so stuck on culture and dress and certain things, you know. It's a big deal to have a beard in some some local churches oh, here, yes. right? Yes, I've you been know. told that um, too. But if you're going to be a part of there, if you're going to attend there, if if you got a reason to be there, I think then well, maybe you should shave it off. Maybe just shave it off and just go with the flow. Not not to say that yeah. you're going with the flow on all the things mm-hmm. they're doing, but you're going to get more done that way than you're going to get done coming yeah. in there and standing out. It's the old know. saying, "What is it? The wall is going to be up." Money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, vinegar doesn't get you my flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of it is the taint of pride. No, because it's like... Um, I disagree there. With what? I didn't hear you. Okay. Oh. So... Well, I actually t- could tie into that. Never mind. I'll, I'll stay out of it. To, to, to take me as an aide. Okay, I was soaked in the hospital a long time. And the RNs in the ICU said, I would take you any day over a doctor to do CPR on me because you do it all the time and good. But when a 
doctor what 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 said what what talking the resume I what what says the same to him as the cleaning girl let's let's like they put themselves so much beyond me that they just said oh he's just a peon knowing things that's pride. Well, see, the, the, where I was coming from in that is, for me, which I think it might be in the same arena, for me, it's with the reason I, because I'm not trying to change anybody else. I'm just trying to change myself. Are you sure? Yes. I've often felt a lot of pressure. <laughs> well, pressing. you're an exception. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. But, uh, I will deal with you. No. Just Once the cameras are off. Yeah. But uh, I, I deal with the idea of, both ways, reputation in the church and outside as a bad as a bad guy, or it just yeah it, it I don't want to mm-hmm. and whether they're connected to pride I don't know but there's that how do like these people that just go out they they go to strip clubs and they get sex slave workers out of there. And they, they they free them. They win them for Christ. Mm-hmm. But the first the first priority is freedom in general, free from their their master or the, their pimps that have had them. I don't know. I'm gonna tell you, I would have a hard time inviting somewhere like that in my home, and they, it'd, it'd be my fellow sister, my fellow brother. Yeah, I think a lot of it is the area you're in. Oftentimes, probably kind of that de- you develop a personality according to and your heart according to that. Right, but the thing is, we have so many different different things here that have we could do. Yes, well, and, and well, I, that, I get that. We that, have a trouble walking into because of what we were trying to. And be that's exactly where I think where Nolan is correct. Like oftentimes, me and Nolan disagree, but this is one time I think we 100 percent agree on. Pride, I think, more times than not, is our issue. I would, I would, I, I could see that because at the end of the day, why do you want to be seen? Because you're prideful. Yeah, exactly. Because you're scared it's going to hurt your reputation. That's pride. There you go. Yeah, and it, and the thing is, even if you look at it the other way, it's an issue of pride. An issue of pride doesn't mean you're full of pride. An issue of pride can be even insecurity. If you're so insecure that you're scared to do it, it's still an issue of pride. That's it's, actually it's a too very much valid pride point. or no pride. That is so, a very. I've so. never heard that before. I somebody needs to write that down. Where's my pen? <laughs> we have it on video. Yeah, pride goes both ways. Yeah, it I have never heard say that somebody's you know big and fancy. We often use just pride full, pride. but we don't ever think about it that it's still it an issue of pride when it's the other way around. You don't see the value of yeah. yourself because some people Somebody. they demean themselves so much that oh, they're yeah. not worth it. So when you look at salvation, how many people say I'm not worth it? Like I I, I don't deserve this. Yeah. That's an well, issue. Well, nobody pride does. Well. But if you if you don't accept it just yeah. because you're using that as an excuse that I don't deserve it, well, that's a pride issue. Yeah, exactly. Your pride, your pride is not letting you. The yep. blood made us worthy. Yeah, because yeah, like you said, none of us really deserve it. Right. Yeah. So, can't earn the it. fact that it's there. Take it for what it's worth. Like take it for what it is. It's free. But we should start winding down. We're already past an hour. We don't want to yeah. overwhelm the people and all our all our new guests. Yeah, we'll scare them away if we have one of those two hour ones again. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think. No. Can, so. I think we all we're all called to ministry in a little different ways, you know. Like yes. Talking about the strip club, I couldn't go in there and be useful in I there. With my past, um, I'd be in trouble immediately, you know. So, but uh, isn't isn't that sometimes the people that have lived that life they understand those people the best, though, right? 
the, because uh, there's people, you know, they, they they try to do ministry in that area, but they really don't understand. They're not people. successful. They haven't in been it. in it. I see what you're saying. I see I, what you're I, stepping. I in. think if you if you get freedom free from from that, I think it's at least worth looking at it. If that is an area where you could be well, doing, I, doing ministry, so that one particular area wouldn't be for me because I I know my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But um, let's say from alcohol, right? Like I understand alcohol drinking in excess all for a big portion of my life. And drugs, for instance, you know, I understand that. I understand what that life is all about. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, who better to reach somebody that's in a situation than somebody who understands where they're coming from, uh, right? So, so I think even in that, even though sometimes um, I'm not saying this one would or wouldn't fly, but I think oftentimes even though we're maybe somewhat suited to do it, that's not necessarily where our calling is. Sometimes sure. that, that might be. But we should, it, should no, be no. ready to jump in. If I, I, yeah, I agree. Itself. And I think that would be one of those times where you really need to be somewhat in tune with the Spirit to hear, because if you all of a sudden yeah. get that calling True. that says, maybe I should go in there, I don't know why, but... And I think that's one of those things. That would be very controversial to think about. If if you were to play that and say, well, the Spirit told me to go in that strip club, that's going to be like, oh, crap. Like, you but, just, but, but this is that's blasphemy. This is one of those kids' songs, Trust and Obey. Well, yeah. So so I, I agree. You should be ready to do that. But I also think that um, that does need to go back to this somewhat. If you just feel like you okay, need but, to go in there, maybe you ought to really question here's that. Here's another yeah. thing, though. Are yeah. you not allowed to screw it up and come back from it? No, I don't think that's the case because... How many times have we screwed up in life and, and been able to oh. come back? But that's, yeah, I, I'm not even going to play that game because, yeah. Wait, I, I for me, I, you know, in that particular instance, I think I would have more value in ministering to the men yeah. that actually wanted to get out of that lifestyle, But I think right? that's, like, cause that's where you fit because to because actually reach the women, it would require someone to yeah, that. would require I someone else, I couldn't right? Do that. Yes. Yeah. Which, that, that's a fact, but... Yeah. So like maybe for, outside in the parking lot? Yeah, in the parking lot, the men that came out broke and left yep. their whole paycheck there, I'd be like, hey, I know what you're dealing with at the moment. <laughs> um, I, uh, and then, you know, maybe educate them on why yeah. they're having that desire to go in there uh, in the first place. And then you, because it's not what you think, right? Because when exactly. you're deceived, you know, used to, I thought I was drinking to have fun is what I was thinking. Yep. Oh, yeah, I just drink to have fun. I don't have to drink. Well, that really tested itself when I decided I was going to quit, you know, because there was my whole lifestyle was geared around that. So um, for me, just understanding what the problem is is a big thing. Like so many people live with sin and pain and guilt, but they don't know what their true problem is. Like they're trying to cover it up with something. But facing the fact and realizing what is the problem. What's Once the that di- bottle's gone, you know, what's you got to diagnose an engine. You got to diagnose what's going on in my mm-hmm. in my soul inside of me that's tearing me apart. A lot of people that are in a bad lifestyle don't know what the problem is. You know, it could be anything from your childhood. Yeah, it could be, you know, and you could be carrying that and could spend a big portion of your life trying to cover that up with alcohol or any mm. type of addiction, right? So yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what I have said a lot of times. Most people that drink a lot they don't have a drinking problem. Yeah, they have a different core. They have root. a different problem. They have a feeling that, problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some kind of root there's some kind of root sin or some kind of root pain down yeah. there mm-hmm. that's feeding this problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're and they're using this up. problem to keep the other one under control. They don't want to feel that one. All addictions, like even pornography. Yeah, I think all addictions they, they, need back all to a core to problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And if you don't fix the core problem, you're never gonna 
find that freedom. truly cure that addiction either because the core problem is still there. Yep. That's also another thing I've never talked about. I've always looked at, uh, especially drinking, not so much, which I could see drugs. Um, when I had very low self worth, I had a tendency to do more coke because mm. it feels good. Mm-hmm. I feel miserable as a human being when you calm down, but. Um, yeah, with in if yeah, if those two apply, then why wouldn't the other ones? That's that's another good point. But I think I one addiction about. is equal to another. I think I think yeah. all of them are like that. I Every addiction is basically that. a band aid to cover up something else that you have to constantly replace because the band aid falls off, yeah. and then you wears off. Hangover kicks it. in and got to go that's again, right? Yeah. The, the I'm trying to find an excuse how that doesn't work, but I can't find. And it. I'm just yeah. I'm, 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 right now, my mindset <laughs> is you're wrong. I'm gonna no. I'm just kidding. But. Can, yeah, so can we hear it? I think that's why we got to take a, you know, let's say you want to move forward in life. You know, uh, it happens so much around New Year. Hey, uh, the New Year, no me. Oh, yeah, right? the resolutions. So I think it's real big to take a true inventory of yourself, you know, like look into there, look into yourself, and, and just be honest, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe write down, hey, I'm feeling this way, I'm feeling that way, and get to the core, you know, get to... Like, That's hey, I, I just, I just really don't help. feel like I'm worthy, I you know, yeah. or I don't feel like. A lot of that goes to when you, what you said, go to the word, go to that relationship with God when you're, when you're trying to find that core. Don't, don't look, like sometimes it is other people, but when you really just sit down with you and God and get to. He will it, never you know, tell anybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, and That's it's simple. beauty. Yeah. You know, God will convict you right there in the pew or right there sitting beside someone and oh, yeah. the person are, next are to you, you sure never even never knows. you never tell anybody? <laughs> You ever think about it, like when 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 somebody goes on and they say, well, "I got a word sure. for this person," and 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 they go out and tell them, "God told me but about this." See, that's and not one I he. Feel can, like I need to talk but to you. those are not the ones that they confided in God okay, yet. Maybe he does. Those but are the ones he wants them to confide in him. Oh, so they're the ones who he, that he's looking for. He's not keeping their secret because they haven't no, told him. They haven't told him the secret. <laughs> okay, he's I won't. I won't argue that. I was I, just kind of curious. Th- there. I think God is gives gives somebody a word. It gives to them because. He sees a secret. And because he wants it's a secret, it. they won't even tell him, and he's going to let and, them know that and he already he's like, knows. Buddy, yeah. okay. I got it. I won't argue with you there. You're, you're probably right. I just thought, like, wait, that, that seems contradictory, <laughs> but you, you're probably right there. I think this is, this, is, this is pre-pouring out. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> you yeah. think you know better. You don't know better. That's what that is. That's, that's exactly All what right, that I'm on board. Is. I'm on board. So anyway. a question that I got from a fellow server that really goes into this he he served with me probably three or four times and he asked me he's like i've seen guys give testimonies and he's like why does yours always hit so hard and i said because i get up there and i don't hold back I let let said you see a glimpse of every ounce of pain that I've ever felt. Like James Leland last time. Yeah. Shikes, oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't care if you you go out and tell. I don't care if you crew crew crucify me or spread or a about me and I'm like I've seen a lot of people die and the thing is is me not what what's running 
that to take place is a lot of the pride in me. And pride lies to you. It lies that it is a friend to you. But it will always leave you in the end. True. True. I mean, uh, on, <laughs> I was going to try to finish there, but I, there's not, I, I, you hear this a lot. And um, I think people mean it different than they say. It, it's easy to say, well, I don't care. And I don't think we have the option not to care. We're not here for ourselves. No. Because that's, whenever I'm, that's one thing I've been battling lately. Like how you can have the relationship and you can talk to them and try to figure out how is the right way to live. This is why we had the pads. (laughs) Herman, use your pads. Uh, Oh, they don't vibrate anymore. But uh, like how does this work? And and you can shut yourself out because there there's times where I'd rather just be by myself and not talk to nobody. But we don't have we don't really have that option because we he didn't he didn't make us for ourselves. He made us for 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 loving on other people. So this I like what you said that we don't care. You said I don't care if you crucify me. We need to. We need to be able to overcome it, but I think we do need to care. I don't think we have that choice not to. Not to care. Oh, look at look at the few people in history who didn't care. It's been something that's yeah. been on me, it's dude. I, I can't really cold people. I can't that, let it go. Yeah, I, I I think you're in a way right. I, I get I get it too because I I, I kind of have that mentality. Like Lisa will tell you, I don't care my appearance. If people don't like me, another person's opinion in that situation doesn't matter. But I think to an extent, we need to care about people's opinions in the way that we don't. I hate to say the word not offend them. But sometimes offend their feelings. Well, I think there's a, there's a bit there's a, and I think they look similar, but there's a big difference between not caring and caring and being able to overcome it. Okay, so what 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 are we looking at then? And that might be a topic for another time. We've exceeded an hour, but <laughs> yeah. thing is, it's kind well, of one I, of those I things. Think, like, I think what does it look like? What might that up teach? What might that up teach? Huh? Way to handle the situation itself. Well, no, not really that. Um, what does it look like? Well, like, yeah. like what, what what is the difference? If if you say like your opinion doesn't mean anything to me, that's when you um, don't care. Yeah, that's when I just wouldn't care. But to say, I care. Your opinion will not hurt my pride. There's got to be a difference there. I can say that your opinion is worthless to me. Okay, so but I, I can also say that your opinion won't hurt me. They're, they're, they're not the same thing. We're really opening a can of worms here, but I yeah, think. We might make a note, somebody for next. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I have well let me say this and we'll end it there. I believe the difference, in, and this is really, I think, where the, the, um, the idea of. of of pride one way or the other comes in. If you don't feel, if you don't have self-worth, then you really don't want to care. Well, if you're going to go into self-worth, now we need to go to identity. And then we're going to start a whole nother can of worms on <laughs> who are you? Yeah, maybe we What is your worth through the identity? What is your identity in Christ? Which actually, My wife makes what? a big deal of that. We, I don't we understand need it. To. Oh, I do. Oh, it's a very big deal to me. Like, we need to it. get people in, and this would be one, like, I would love to have you, you come back for that if you would be wanting to do one where we could literally sit down and discuss identity because as for encounter it would be really good as because so i'm trying to think back through all the sessions and stuff do we do one on identity we do don't we we do four pillars we do a bunch of stuff but uh, well, truly identity really like self-worth what is well, our identity? Is identity we call ourselves christians we call ourselves children of god what does any of that mean 
What are the verses to prove? What are you worth? Because guys come in there, like let's say somebody comes to encounter and they're, they're broke down, they're at the point where how many guys come up there, they're separated, their families don't want nothing to do with them, and then you're, you're trying to deal with this and you're trying to explain to this person how much God loves them. What do we do to show them what you are really worth? It's very simple to say, well, you know, Jesus died on the cross for you. That's, what does that really look like? His blood is what you're worth. Yeah. Isn't, isn't there a session? It's called... Uh, True worth. True, True worth. Okay, so, so, but even in that, I don't think I've ever gotten anything out of that as far well, as identity. I, I think the people that bring it probably don't really get it Well, you do. Why don't you do it? Because I can't All talk right. in front of people. You are now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a difference. We'll have you in a different room. Put me in a different room and we'll give me a microphone. put you in the translator room. Yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah. talk. Yeah, you, I, you I have, speak from there. Like, Aaron I, I will had, run, run a camera and put you up on a projector. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There yeah, that's right. It's not a bad idea. Because I had, I, I don't have it anymore. I had left it in the truck, and a, and a buddy of mine gave it to a homeless guy. Um, he said he, he had a little bit of cash on him, and he had seen my notes, and they were in his truck. And I had, like, two, three pages of notes on, on self-worth, like, like, who am I? That was, that was the list. Of the, the title of it was Who Am I in Christ? It was, it was everything I had found on that. And he had given it to somebody. And I, I, I'm good with that. Right. This guy probably needed it far more than I do. But it was something that hit me because you can't know how valuable you are until you know what the Bible says about who you are. I would agree with that. Yeah. I still don't understand it. Nah. But we, that, that's like, to me, there for a while I wanted to start something planes, and I, I, with time, and then I don't think I had the discipline to even sit down and actually make something happen. Trevor knows, <laughs> but we'll yeah, and we just—it's exactly that. We didn't have the the control to get it done. But my thing there was priority was this: is before you can know anything else, you have to know who you are, and you can only know who you are when you know who he is, and through that you will find out what you're worth he's to him. Paid. Because, you know, there's that song. It's a Jeremy Camp song, I think. It says, I'll never know how much it costs. Yeah. And then, like, Todd White says, that, that's, that's not true. You need to know how much it costs because you'll never know what you're worth if you don't know what it costs. I mean, think yeah. about it. Put yourself in God's shoes and say, what if, what if your kid, you were willing to sacrifice your kid for everybody? Bro, that's how much it's worth. You don't have to convince worth. me. I know. I just don't yeah. understand it. Well, but, but exactly. Well, think about that. You, use, use, uh, use one of your kids. Could you kill one of your kids kill in order him, for no. somebody? But well, he basically did. I mean, he didn't drive the nails, but it's not, not any different the fact that he allowed it to happen. Would you not be willing to step in front of a bullet or step in front of somebody with a knife for your kids? There's I mean, your kids are worth that much to you as a dad, but would you? But see, I, I would that, die I can't, in I can't, a heartbeat. I, 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 don't, I don't doubt that I would, you know what no. I'm saying? But I can't put myself in that situation because I've never been in it. Well, I know, but you can get at least somewhat of a little taste. You can't ever fully grasp it. But even just to close your eyes and picture it and say, one of your kids, if you had to picture that happening, that someone was going to just beat them to death and, and, and do no, that. Oh, you and got it's, me. But it's, it's for the entire world. I don't think I have that in me, but think about it. My kids are so important you to me. You should have beaten them, my yet, kid. Now we've got a problem. Okay, see? That's exactly Now we're back in pride. <laughs> but, but that's what I mean. How important <laughs> we're, in were we that, that he was willing to let his son suffer all of that? There was no, one uh, time when I went to youth camp, one of my best analogies I love to actually kind of get a good grasp of it was there's, there's this disease that no one could cure, but this one guy's son... Is only what only had the ability to cure the disease, yeah. whatever. His blood, but we had to take to all his him. blood to kill him in order to save yeah, the world. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like that, that goes into it. True worth. Who are we? we really what are we really finish. worth? 
we, we tear ourselves down and we treat ourselves like crap. We abuse ourselves. Look at guys that are cutting drugs. Most of that's to cover up something. If we knew how much our body was worth, what our soul was worth to God, we wouldn't treat ourselves the way we do. We wouldn't, yeah. dis- like, um, use pornography. You wouldn't look at a girl that way if you knew what, what we were worth. Like, if you knew what she yeah. was worth, you would feel bad about doing it. But yeah. we, we don't teach that. We don't instill that into Christians today because we've kind of made it like it's a simple prayer of salvation. If you live the way you were supposed to live, we're saved. Cookie cutter. Yeah. Cookie cutter Christian. There you go. No more Red Bull? I had one earlier, right before we started to. That's kind of why I'm a little riled up. It sounds like it. We need to get... We don't want yeah, to we need to stop this. Yeah, yeah. I will keep my mouth shut. Burned out. But I'll say what what's the last thing. So the thing I said earlier was not because I did not care. It what just meant as you all were so much to me. I will take the chance to help you. Yeah. What? If if I could even have a hope of in some way letting you know how much Christ truly cares about you, that is worth my life. Well, yeah. No, I think in all honesty, I think. Most uh, a lot of people that's, that say they don't care, it's not actually what they mean. Yeah, and it's I'm trying to change it in myself, and therefore that's what I'm, I'm trying to get that get that attention or pay that attention to, to people. Like you shouldn't say that you or, or really think about what you're saying when you say you don't care. It's just like the, just like the word you can't do that. Watch me. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't do that. There's a big difference. It's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. You shouldn't go 100 miles an hour through Oklahoma City or through Oklahoma because you get thrown in jail. But that you can't, sure can't. I know. Done it. I was about to say, do you, do you know this for a fact? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. We better finish it there. Um, tell me what I want to hear for an exit prayer. If not, I'll do it. All right, I'll do it. Father, I thank you that you brought us together again, Father, for the men that we have here that are so passionate about teaching. Father, I pray that you would protect each and every one as we go home. Father, that you would guide us throughout the week how we could be an example to the people around us where we can change our communities for the better and uh, love on them. Amen.